by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on this beautiful October 23rd, 2023 uh, in the year of our Lord. I'm Dave Palmer, host of this program. And uh, tell you, we have so much to talk about during this hour. This is the one hour when we're able to come together and just connect with you. Uh, you can, we don't typically take calls, but <laughs> you can call in if you want to, 877-757-9424. And uh, I'll tell you, Cecil and I were just talking about just what's happened over the last week with us and not only involvement in the local Catholic community, but we went to a Catholic radio conference last Tuesday through Friday. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, but we also have some guests. And let me tell you who they are going to be. Uh, you might be familiar with these uh, boxes of joy. Uh, I have done this with my family the last, I don't know, yeah, maybe six, seven years, and really get a lot out of it uh, for reasons I'll explain when I get our guest on the line. But uh, our guest is going to be Michelle Sagarino. She's Vice President for Development with Cross Catholic Outreach. And they do this annual box of joy where they you know, give people a little shoebox and you fill it up, you go to the store and you put a bunch of stuff in it. And then they send it off to, um, poor, poor children in, 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 in poor countries. And they got a pretty ambitious goal, about 150,000 of these, <laughs> not all from North Texas, but, uh, anyways, we'll talk to her here in about 10 minutes. And then, you know, one of the things we try so hard to do and in a big metroplex like this and two dioceses, it's challenging is just highlight all the good stuff that's going on in the local Catholic world. And I, I, we want to highlight Catholic education. And so in the second half of the show, I'll be joined on phone by Mother Servant of the Cross uh, from St. Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic School in Dallas. Okay, so... You know, maybe, did you know that St. Bernard de Clairvaux was a parish? Did you know they had a school? Do you know, you know, uh, just anyways, there's going to be lots is to talk Saint about. Is it St. Bernard or is it St. Bernard? Now, now you've really <laughs> raised the good question there, uh, Cecil. Uh, Bernard, I, Bernard. I, I want to say yeah. when I interviewed one of their priests uh, in the last few months, they said Bernard. Bernard, okay. But uh, I also don't necessarily quote me on that. We might have to ask yeah, Mother to Or is it confirm. one of those things that... Uh, you could say it either way, right? Or I, I don't know, but I don't I, know. now you got me thinking. I should sorry. say Bernard. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, anyways, we'll find out. We'll find out. <clears throat> yeah, asking those probing questions. Uh, so, so. I am. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I ask all the deep questions. Yeah. So let's. Uh, we got about seven minutes before Michelle joins us to talk about a whole lot. And so, first of all, the Catholic Radio Conference that uh, not only Cecil and I went to, but our entire office minus Manny, who was not able to go. Um, and every other person in the GRN. I think it was 24 people. 24 people. Yeah. Trying to round up 24 people, by the way, for a group photo. I know. <laughs> Comical. I know, but, we, but we did it. We did, we did it. it, and I'll post it on our Facebook group later today. Yeah, so, you know, I, I thought it was 
very reinvigorating. It, it helped me to really, I mean, I've been doing this for 17 years and it's, but there's always something to learn. There's always somebody to talk to, but what, what were your biggest takeaways or what, what did, what did you most enjoy about the, uh, the week? I just really enjoyed meeting people from all across uh, America who have, mm-hmm. you know, people who just de- determined that in their area, they needed to have the gospel message and Catholic radio on for the people around them, for their neighbors. And they put in a lot of work and these, almost all these people don't have radio experience Mm -hmm. at all. They just did it because it was such an important thing. And so that was really uh, beautiful and inspiring. Also, I just love being able to spend time with all of the GRN employees. It's a lot of fun. We had a lot of time with the GRN employees. (laughs) Yes, we did. Yeah. And it was festive and we had a good time and it was very, very much team building and, you know, and and thanks to uh, Toya and Sammy and Richard for, you know, I mean, you know, sending us all out there and letting everybody have an experience of it. But <clears throat> I had a real sense of how much we have to be dedicated to serving the local Catholic community. You know, we have yeah the network shows, which are great, and you hear those, you love Dr. Ray and Spirit World and, you know, all, all the other ones. Then we have some GRN shows like a Live, a Life Live Joyfully and, you know, the local shows like this one. But in the end, you know, we need to be able to be on top of things that are going on. And that's why it was so cool when we got back on Friday, you know, Cecil and I basically took Friday off. And then, boy, the weekend came and there was a lot going on. And so let's just give a few examples of the things that we did. First of all, Saturday morning, uh, there was the Catholic Men's Conference, Experitus over at Holy Trinity Catholic School in Grapevine. Bass Rudin was the the, the um the speaker and he gave a great talk. There were about two hundred men that, that that came. And it was just so good. A lot of priests came for confessions and it was just so nice to have the brotherhood and these men coming together and we all want to be better husbands and better men and better wives. Better better <laughs> but let me let me take let's, that let's one. Let's start back. that over. Yeah. <laughs> better uh, fathers. <laughs> that's, that's what I meant. Whoops. But that's uh, going in the blooper reel. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, no. So, anyways, thanks to, to Rick and Joey and uh, Bob and Bill and all the guys who organized that because they do a really good job. And uh, that, it was, it was so awesome to be out there. And so we had a table and, uh, but anyways, then we also had th- three live remotes. Just three live remotes. You, you had know. two of them. You want to talk about yours? Yeah, absolutely. So, first thing on Saturday morning while Dave was at the men's conference, I was obviously not there. I went yeah. to St. Martin de Porres Catholic Church in Prosper to do a live remote from nine to 10. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. We have, um, very, uh, we actually have a lot of volunteers there, very dear volunteers and listeners at St. Martin de Porres, which is on the north side of the Fort Worth Diocese. And, um, so I want to thank Sherry, uh, Melezova, um, her husband Steve last year actually was my co-host, but he couldn't because he's in diaconate formation. They have all mm-hmm. day studies, all yeah. day classes that day. Excuses, 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 excuses. But I had Sita Nisi, one of our uh, lovely radio ambassadors, was my co-host that day. It was her first time doing one of these, mm. so uh, had a lot of fun. Did some shopping afterwards. We're super thankful to um, Father Stephen Hauk for allowing us to come out. He spent some time on the air and really had some beautiful things to say about. Um, being involved in your local parish and how mm-hmm. important that is for your faith life. Yeah. So really, really enjoyed that conversation. And then I zipped over to the men's conference and don't worry, I did not go inside the men's so conference. Apparently they allow wives in, but you're, what? you're not a wife either. Wow. I mean, yeah, Just so. really, I'm just, yeah. <coughs> no, not I, I saw like Martha Eberline. She oh, was okay, there beautiful. and uh, Mary Trevino. Cause if they have husbands involved, yeah, they can come in. Yeah. I don't have one of those. So I, I just came and brought the equipment to Dave so that he could go to his live remote that day. 
Yeah, which was uh, all the way down in Waxahachie, St. Joseph Parish, the home of uh, Father James Yamuchi. And it, it was a great, great festival. And I feel like I am connected to that parish community because Father James has, for the last four weeks, allowed me to come out on Tuesday evenings and I have been doing a course called the Summa Theologia in five weeks. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow, by the way, will be the last talk. Uh, we're going to talk about eschatology and St. Thomas Aquinas is teaching on like the last things, death and judgment and heaven, hell, purgatory, what it's like in heaven, according to St. Thomas Aquinas. And so anyways, if you want to come out, it'll be from 6 to 8. But I, I, I just love that community. It's one, one thing, you know, I had the, the deacon on. I had Father James. I had the business manager. I had the, the chair of the festival. But one thing that kept coming out about Waxahachie is that that is a really growing community, and most parts of North Texas are growing. Mm, you know? Same with Prosper. They yeah. are running out of space at their school. They had to build, put up two temporary buildings, and they're working on a huge expansion of the school this next year, yeah, too. Yeah, crazy. I, I saw something over the weekend that said Dallas, Houston, and Austin, not necessarily in that order, are going to become the new New York, Los Angeles, Chicago. But all in one state. <laughs> yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, right. Those are all in just three different states. Those are the three largest cities in America. But Houston's the fourth largest city in America mm-hmm. right now. And eventually they're just all going to overlap. We're all going to be suburbs of Houston or Dallas. Like it's all going to be like one, like three cities in one state. The cool. uh, So I, so, and I know I wouldn't get to St. Joseph's because that was your, your um, one yesterday, but it's so funny because at the end of the broadcast, you know, we got to be honest, you know, when they give us some free food, it's nice. And so Father James was there with members of his staff, and he was like, hey, make sure Dave gets some food, you know, get some food. And so one guy took out this big roll of tickets, you know, and he said, oh, here you go. And I said, oh, great, thank you. That, that should be fine. And then a lady said, oh, okay, okay, yeah, here you go. And meanwhile, you know, Father James is saying, okay, just make sure Dave's taken care of. He gets food, right? And then a third person gives me oh, tickets. Oh, my goodness. And a fourth You're so person. popular. And so, so I'm like, I had so many tickets. I've got to bring home food for the whole family. Oh, my gosh. And desserts. Awesome. And pretzels. That's and, amazing. But no, it was great. And in uh, St. Joseph, have you ever gotten just get down there and see the parish. They've got one Spanish mass, three uh, English masses every weekend. Um, but anyway, so how about St. Joseph Richardson? St. Joseph Richardson. So I got to go there yesterday. Uh, my broadcast was from noon to one. And my goodness, I was in this big tent that was just full of different types of food. And it was the best <laughs> thing ever for me. Tempting, I was, huh? It was very <laughs> tempting. I was the whole to broadcast. I was just kind of trying to figure people were walking by with their food. And I'm like, what do you got there? What do you got there? <laughs> so I knew what to get afterwards, but um, really, really thankful for them for having us out there. Um, I got to meet one of the other um, newly ordained priests who's part of that really large class yeah. in the diocese of Dallas. Father Cesar, um, uh, he was lovely. He's been there for the last four months. He's the parochial vicar. And um, I'm hoping we can have him come in to talk about his vocation story because he's a vocation right out of high school. Um, So he's a very young priest. And I thought that was so beautiful. And that community is just so diverse, but all in like the school kids were represented there because they have a school attached. Um, There were so many different um, nationalities that were uh, represented and some delicious food as well. All right. (laughs) Well, thanks to Gloria who set that up. And uh, and one thing is uh, Cecil's getting our our first guest on the line with us. But as I mentioned, the thing that I came away from the conference with is that we, we need to even work harder at serving the local community. Okay. So if you're listening right now, 
and you're part of a parish, which you probably are, let us know what's going on. Invite us out. I got I I had two people email me over the weekend, and they said, "Hey, I heard your broadcast at St. Joseph in Waxahachie," and one guy from was from St. Gabriel and McKinney, and he said, "How can we How can we do this?" How can we have you out? And I said, to be honest with you, you just need to ask. <laughs> really, I mean, obviously we can only do so many of them, but we want to come out. We want to let everybody know what's happening at your parish because there's always tons of good stuff going on. And so I'm fired up. And we might have a little bit of time at the end of the hour to continue this conversation. I know I kind of cut uh, Sissel off talking about St. Joseph's. But she got the most important part in that is food, There's right? food. The <laughs> Ethiopian coffee, fantastic. <laughs> uh, that, that reminds me of the time. Uh, I know we got our guest on. But uh, when I was at St. Patrick Parish in Dallas for a spring conference, and they put me in the bear tent. And so uh, the bear tent. No, but, and I, was yeah, very I have confused. a hard time pronouncing that word. Beer. B-E- yeah, B-E-E-R. And so, of course, they bring a beer over, right? Amazing. And then uh, I'm, I'm doing my broadcast. And then do you, do you remember who the uh, surprising guest was for me at that, that broadcast? Uh, I had no idea he was going to be on. He sits down. Bishop Burns. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, you have know, the beer. And, uh, yeah, and, I, and here I am doing a broadcast, and somebody brought me a beer. I mean, what am I going to do, right? But, of course, Bishop I Burns. I think you were a lot more prepared for that uh, you know, interview yeah. because you had the beer. And, and our friend Mark, who took a picture of it with me interviewing the bishop, and he, he like, changed the color of the beer to look like it's, like, like lemonade or something. <laughs> Even Photoshop. That's hilarious. It was hilarious. But That's anyways. Great. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. And I guess, like I said, the bottom line is let us know what's going on on. Let us serve your parish. Let us serve your apostolate. Let us serve the diocese because that's uh, what it's all about. And these are things we do not by like payment. There are, we have sponsorship yeah. things, but for things that are happening at the parish, we'll go out. If we're able to fit into our schedule and do a live remote, we'll go out and do it. It doesn't cost you for anything. For food tickets and beer. Oh, as long as you bring us food tickets and beer, <laughs> we're happy. <laughs> okay. Keep your on-air host happy. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Box of Joy. We're going to talk about cross-Catholic outreach. Uh, it is a great indication that we are getting into the holiday season and Advent is going to be right around the corner when we start talking about ca- uh, cross-Catholic outreach and the Box of Joy campaign. And my guest on the phone with me is Michelle uh, Sagarino. She is Vice President for Development at Cross Catholic Outreach, uh, graduate of University of Maryland, and she has in the past worked for a variety of charitable organizations, including Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, Gateway Community Outreach, and Food for the Poor. And she started working with Cross Catholic Outreach in 2004. And today, as I mentioned, she is President for Vice President of Development and leads a team of 135 people. So, uh, Michelle Sagarino, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, David. Thank you. It's it's wonderful to join you today and to share about cross-Catholic outreach and Box of Joy. My favorite things to do. <laughs> is, is that right? Because I know you do a lot more than Box of Joy. Is this like one of the favorite parts of your job is doing the organizing this? Well, I think just sharing about the ministry in general, but you're right. We do do a lot more than Box of Joy, although that's a beautiful program. We really, since our inception in 2001, have supported over 1,200 projects around the world with our mission to help the poorest of the poor. And we have provided aid for housing, education, water wells, microfinance programs, over $40 billion worth of aid. Oh, wow. So the mission, I don't have your mission statement, but it would just be going where people need help or, or what is it? 
Our mission statement is to mobilize the global Catholic Church to transform the poor and their communities materially and spiritually for the glory of Jesus Christ. So we really believe in a holistic approach. We don't run ministries in the countries. I think we're in 36 countries this year. We support the beautiful bishops, dioceses, priests, nuns, lay missionaries that are called by God and doing a fabulous job, are perfectly capable, but all that they need are the resources. And so we come alongside of them to help. Yeah, yeah, amen. Uh, that was impressive that you had that mission statement memorized. I didn't want to put you on the spot, but uh, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I got this on the top of my head. And uh, that's, that's awesome. You know, um, let's talk about Box of Joy in particular. I, I saw, I gleaned from the website, Box of Joy provides schools, parishes, organizations, and families with an inspiring opportunity to send gifts to Haiti, Guatemala, and other de- developing countries. And I'll just say before you kind of go in and tell our listeners what it's about is that I have found this such an amazing blessing, especially to bring my kids to a, you know, Walmart or the store. And I, I typically pick a child the same sex and approximate age as them because then they get to run around and buy things that they would want, but they don't get to keep. Uh, and that they're given to somebody else. And it's just, it's been a, a real blessing, you know, to, to, to do for my family to do this. But with that introduction, can you tell us about the Box of Joy program? Well, sure. I'd say it's 10 years old. We're celebrating our 10 year anniversary. And it really did um, touch our hearts about 10 years ago to realize that so many children in the developing countries that we serve, so many children's have never received a gift for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Maybe their family will be able to have some tamales or if they're lucky, you know, a little bit of celebration, but they've never received a gift. And on the other side of that equation, we really felt like creating a program that could help children here in the United States and families really do something tangible, a faith and action program to be involved, just like you said so that we are aware of the needs and we can join our brothers and sisters overseas. So we created this interactive Christmas gift program and um, it provides groups, schools, uh, parishes, Knights of Columbus groups and individuals all across the United States an opportunity to pack these, they're like shoe boxes with donated toys, clothing, school supplies, um, you know, uh, oh my gosh, sunglasses, socks, you know, various things. And also for us to then take those boxes that have been packed all across the United States, bring them to our national screening center in Miami and add a story of Jesus to every box, add a rosary to every box so that every child that receives this can understand Christ's love and be blessed by the gift. And Last year, there was 151,000 Box of Joy gifts that went to eight countries. So this year, we're, um, oh, I'm sorry, 118,000 last year. This year, our goal is 151,000. Mm. So we're just rallying, right? It's our last week to sign up. Oh, is that right? Okay. So this is, uh, this is it. And you, you say sign up, but do you sign up and then you get the boxes or what's, what's the time, yeah. time frame? So if you go to our website, boxofjoy.org, and you want to sign up your group, 
just scroll down a little bit after the description. You can register your group. What does that mean? You register it. Perhaps you're a Knights of Columbus group or a school, and you think you can fill 50 boxes or 100. You have to kind of take a guess. You put that number in. You register. We send you all these beautiful boxes, like you mentioned, that you could check off boy, girl on the top, the age. You have all these boxes plus a brochure that could go out to your whole school, your whole Knights of Columbus group, or your parish. They go shopping and fill it up, which is very super fun, right, to go out to the Dollar Tree store or Mm -hmm. any store and fill it up and then bring the boxes back to your parish, school, or group for us to pick up. And we arrange the pickup. It comes to Miami. We go through the boxes and add those items, and then we ship them out to the various partners that we're already working alongside of. Yeah, and that, that this is a, not that I have to tell you this, but uh, this is a huge undertaking. It's almost like you guys become UPS or FedEx uh, for a <laughs> while. How, how, from a just a logistics standpoint of doing all this, how, 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 what, what kind of resources and, uh, and personnel does that take? Well, it does take some personnel, but what we've found is it's a volunteer-driven ministry. So the project leaders, if today you go up and and go on our website and sign up for a group, you'd be a project leader. They're doing a lot of the work, collecting it all. And then we also have volunteers at our National Screening Center. So that's almost like a, a mission trip you could take to Miami and really spend the day seeing the beautiful gifts that people have provided. And the notes, the little children and families often put notes to the beneficiaries, to the children in these developing countries. So mainly it's run by volunteers to answer a question. And how do you, how do you find the, the kids? I mean, is these through Catholic parishes, through... You know, like you can't just, you know, fly into a country and start handing stuff out. I mean, who who are the children that are going to receive these and how do you how do you locate them? Great question. We're already working with over in any given year around 300 different partners. And these partners could be the whole diocese, like the diocese in Guatemala I just got back from, or it could be an individual missionary. And so we know where these are going to be going. We see who has the capacity, who works with children primarily and can distribute them. And then part of the the whole circle is that the priest or the nun and the mission or the missionary hold a party, hold a distribution of these boxes where they share the love of Christ with these children and share the gifts. So we know where they're going. We have the ability to ship all around the United States because that's part of what we do. We give cash grants, but last year alone we sent out 29 million meals oh my goodness. around the world. So we have that ability to, to be able to ship items in and ensure it gets to the, to the right people, just like you were mentioning. Yeah, I mentioned a couple of countries uh, earlier, but there's uh, an even larger list, Guatemala, the Dominican Republic, uh, Grenada, El Salvador, Honduras, and Malawi, uh, to, to name, uh, you know, but a, a few of the countries. Uh, if you're just tuning in, I'm speaking to Michelle Sagarino. She is Vice President for Development with Cross Catholic Outreach. And we're talking specifically about the Box of Joy program. And she said we're in the last week of going online and at least saying, hey, 
you know, my Knights Columbus Council wants 50 boxes or my parish wants, you know, 200 boxes. The website is boxofjoy.org. And Michelle, when I was speaking to Kevin Wandra with Carmel Communications, he sent me a list of a number of groups, Catholic groups here in town, St. Thomas, mm-hmm. Thomas Aquinas Catholic School in Dallas, and um, interestingly, St. Bernard, Bernard of Clairvaux, which I'm about to in, uh, interview one of their teachers, St. Maria Gretti. Are these groups that have already committed to be like drop-off sites, or, or what, what's the significance of these places? Exactly. To all since uh, they, they've, they've all committed to be drop-off, not drop-off centers, to be project leaders, to say our group is going to do a collection of boxes. Okay. Like St. Joseph's Catholic School target is 400. So over, since 2015, just looking at your goal in your area, this year you're about to beat all the goals. You have 62 organizations, praise God, signed up. And that could equal about 11,000 boxes. And so our, our kind of challenge is let's try to even beat that. Let's get a few more groups to sign up and be able to bless so many more children. But what a loyal and dedicated area uh, Texas is. It's beautiful to see. Beautiful. Amen. Boxofjoy.org, boxofjoy.org. And have you ever <clears throat> personally been on the and where the children are opening up their boxes or have you, I mean, I'm sure if, if nothing else, you've seen the pictures, but have you ever seen kind of the distribution and the smiles? And I'm sure the parents are equally as happy because they get to, and when your child's happy, you're happy. But uh, tell us about that, that, that end of it. I definitely have. And I'm, I'm really excited to be able to go this December for a week to Guatemala to be distributing some as well. But each area is so different in in Haiti, one time we did a distribution up in Kobanal, which is the northern part of Haiti. And I was just like, David, why are they so quiet? The children are kind of quiet when they open the boxes. Come to find out, these children were just so touched. They wanted to, they opened it, they shut the lid. They wanted to save it and be able to share it with their brothers and sisters. Mm. They just were in such awe. And then we've been in other areas where just like our children, right? They're they're ripping it open and they're putting on the sunglasses and pumping up the deflated balls, which is always a good gift if you add a little pump in the box too. And very, very excited. And just last month, I was able to meet one of the very first children that received a box of joy. And she was about four and now she's 14, Dulce Maria. And she was sharing just what an impact this program has had on her community and how much it means to the children to be able to feel that love, to feel that love and to be able to receive a gift. Yeah, and I, I want to highlight something that I have learned through experience, and some people may be thinking, gosh, I get this box. I don't know what to put in it. I don't." Uh, and, and can you explain, you know, the, you pick the, the sex of the child, the approximate mm-hmm. age, and also there, you, you, you give suggested things of what, to, you know, somebody doesn't have to just kind of make up this up on their own. You'll, you'll give them suggestions of what to put in there, right? And also what not to put in. Exactly. If you go to boxofjoy.org, and you put you go under the sign up. You can see lists of questions, or even on that front page, um, commonly asked questions. And of course, what to put in the box? What do the children like? Well, almost anything, but socks, shorts, t-shirts, sunglasses, ribbons, 
hair brushes, every girl likes that, balls that are deflated, any type of toy. But interestingly enough, we've often heard from the missionaries that um, we support that many times the kids in school will have to use the same little memo pad to take their notes the next year, and they'll erase their past work to be able to write in it. Hmm. So pencils, the little pads, or even the larger ones can fold inside the box stickers. It 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 really, really is something that is needed and they get excited about. All right. Very good. Michelle Segarino, Vice President for Development, Cross-Catholic Outreach, talking about the Box of Joy uh, program. Just go to boxofjoy.org and all of the information is there. And so if you lead a Knights of Columbus or a women's club or a parish or you know, really anything, you know, a radio apostolate. <laughs> uh, I know our, our parish, St. Mary the Virgin in Arlington has done it really uh, as far back as I can remember. Every year, every year, the, the pastor will get a certain number of them and ask us to, to take them. And in most years we've done it. All right, Michelle, well, we're just about out of time. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we let you go? Well, I would say that please sign up. <laughs> Friday's the deadline, boxofjoy.org. And for those that don't have enough time to perhaps fill a box and individually would like to give a gift, we also have a box of joy online. And you'll see that option there where we'll fill that box for you so that every child can get a gift. But thank you so much for your support over all the years. All right. It's been a blessing. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, thanks for what you do and what you have been doing since 2004 there with Cross Catholic Outreach. Uh, the, the website again, boxofjoy.org, boxofjoy.org. Uh, the, uh, the program, again, the deadline is this week uh, to get your you know, request in for how many boxes you want. Michelle Sagarino, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, too. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thanks so much. All right, it's now 30 minutes after the hour approximately. This is the Good News Show here on KTH 9, 10 a.m. Dave Palmer, Cecil Anderson, and uh, I'm still so fired up about all the things that we did in the last week. And uh, again, I, we're going to continue to kind of drive this home uh, through PSAs and on-air announcements is that uh, we want to serve you, okay? We want to... We want this to be a, um, you know, the, the community radio station where you come and you find out all the things that are going on. And, uh, so please, uh, avail of our, our, our email address. If you do kath at grnonline.com, that comes to me and Sissel. So you can have kind of, uh, two for the price of one. Uh, and just, you know, uh, the way you, probably a good way to communicate uh, through that. It's easy to remember too. kath at grnonline.com. All right, we are going to take a break and then come back and talk about one of our awesome parishes and schools. I was uh, corrected by Cecil, so I'm going to say it correctly this time, okay? St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Clairvaux. <laughs> uh, but the, the actual saint, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, was yes. an amazing guy. Great Marian oh, devotion. He was fantastic. Yeah, do you know what religious order he started? Uh, that they're, they're located in Irving. Okay. Oh, Cistercian. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, didn't, didn't I tell you that? No. I, I mean, you may have. But because I, we did that, um, I, I, I voiced these saints of the day. I think I knew that before you did were born. You? Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It, you don't think about St. Bernard of Clairvaux, but he started Cistercians. Yes. I know. He didn't call it like the Bernardi, Bernardians. I mean, he named Maybe it. that's why he called it the Cistercians and <laughs> not the <laughs> Clairvoyans. Yeah, so right. no. Clairvoyans. Okay. Uh, all right. So a mother 
uh, oh gosh, what it was, Mother Servant of the Cross. She's a first grade homeschool homeroom teacher and also a director of campus ministry at the, at the school. They have an open house coming up, by the way, um, this weekend, Sunday, 1215 to 3 p.m. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more when we come back here on the Good News Show. Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle, formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com. Faith and charity are key elements of life, but are they at the center of your financial decisions? With the Knights of Columbus, you can pursue financial stability, but more importantly, you can do so in a way that is compatible with the Catholic teaching. For more than 140 years, they have helped families guard their financial future. Today, they have expanded their offerings to include retirement annuities, long-term care insurance, and disability income insurance. Your faith can inspire your financial decisions. Terms and conditions apply. You can learn more by calling Chris Stark at 844-656-1492. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Is it okay for Catholics to celebrate Halloween? Hi, I'm Adam Bly with co-host Debbie Giorgiani of The Spirit World. On Saturday, we have a special episode on the origins of Halloween and its modern-day form. So please join us this Saturday at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. Right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Visit grnonline.com slash spiritworld. Hello, I am Wesley Steffish, a member of Mother Day Parish in Irving and sponsor here at KATH 910 AM. I am owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout at DEFW Metroplex for both commercial and residential painting projects, both interior and exterior, along with many other projects, large and small. I welcome the opportunity to prepare the estimate for your next project. You can find us at absoluteptg.com or by phone at 972-375-5100. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to invite you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernanda Sardina, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, to strive for holiness and grow in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also be a part of the conversation with questions or comments at 877-757-9424. We are back. This is the Good News Show here on KTH 9, 10 a.m. So, so I got a text from somebody saying that he should have named the religious order the clairvoyance. Would that have been so cool? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Oh, Lost missed, opportunity. Yeah, missed opportunity. He didn't think oh, about that one. Oh, that's okay. So distortions is kind of cool. Distortions works, yeah, though. Right. Okay. All right, so this is uh, a conversation we're going to have uh, with Mother Servant of the Cross. She is a first grade homeroom teacher and also uh, works with campus ministry at St. Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic School. And of course, there is a church, St. Bernard of Clairvaux 
Catholic church and parish that's associated with it as well. And uh, they have an open house for the school coming up this Sunday, October 29th, 1215 to 3 p.m. And we're going to talk about the parish. We're going to talk about uh, Mother Servant of the Cross and the school and all kinds of good stuff here in the next uh, 20 minutes or so. Mother Servant of the Cross, good afternoon. Thank you for being on the program. Well, thank you for having me. Very good to be here. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I, Whenever I meet a, a priest or a religious, I want to know the story, you know, how, yeah. how God... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know if we've, you and I have met in person, so I don't know much about you. But mm-hmm. um, tell us a little bit about your background, if you would. Sure. Sure. Um, well, I've been a sister for 14 years. I'm originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and grew up on a little farm in Sapulpa, actually. Um, but grew up going to Catholic schools my whole life, and never really quite imagined that uh, the vocation that God would have in store for me. Um, I spent a lot of my youth playing basketball, and I actually finished at Benedictine College oh. way back in the day, but um, I was able to play basketball to to provide for my my college education, which was really great and awesome, and and in that path also led to my a deeper conversion and a real understanding of and a belief in the Eucharist. And so, yeah, short story is um, after doing focused missionary work for two years and also teaching in a classroom, um, I felt very much an invitation and a deeper calling to come and to give my whole life to God. And knowing that in that deeper yes, that was what was going to best serve the students that were right in front of me, even even in that moment. It was a very... um, yeah, it was a huge grace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that's awesome. I, I have a daughter who's at Benedictine, by the way, so it's oh, neat, neat to have that, that connection. She's a freshman. She's loving it, absolutely oh, loving it. It's a great school. Yeah, it really is. So yeah. uh, the name Mother Servant of the Cross, oh, are you yes. a, like, tell, tell us about that. Well, in religious life, there in every community, there's a superior. So I'm the local superior for a community of three sisters that serve at St. Bernard's. Um, school and parish, and we keep the title mother for the superior just to really show the the spiritual role that every superior holds. So it's that my first and foremost um, mission is to really care for the sisters that are that are in my community, um, and as each of us have our spiritual call to be spiritual mothers, um, mothers to the souls that are entrusted to our care, um, modeled after. Mary, our mother in heaven. Yeah. And what is the religious order called? Well, the sisters, our name is the Servants of the Lord and the Virgin of Matara. So Matara is actually the cross in which we wear as part of our habit. Um, and we're of the religious family of the Institute of the Incarnate Word. Okay. Yes. And I know that the priests there at, uh, and by the way, mm-hmm. we were we were joking about this before we started. Oh. Do you pronounce it Bernard oh. or Bernard? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that is, that's a, that's a long battle, <laughs> uh, but it depends. Yeah. For the school, I say Bernard. For the okay. parish, I usually say Bernard. So oh. it's even, even more back and forth. <laughs> you just want to really yeah. confuse everybody, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, and you know. uh, yeah, and St. Bernard uh, of Clairvaux, we were talking about started mm-hmm. the Cistercian order, right? Yeah. And do y'all, do y'all have a connection? I mean, obviously a spiritual connection for sure, but any, you know, real connection with the monastery, uh, here in Irving or any relationship you know, there? 
Unfortunately, I mean, no. Okay. We've, we've gone a couple times to their Sunday liturgies, which are really beautiful. And sometimes when we have need for extra priests for the sacraments of confession for our faith formation program, they're very generous to help us. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. And a great devotion. We yeah, have a great devotion <laughs> of course. <laughs> and the priests that are at St. Bernard uh, Cl- mm-hmm. Clairvaux Parish, are they of the same mm-hmm. religious order as you and your other two sisters? Yes, so religious, same religious family. Um, so we have the same founder, Father Carlos Boyla, um, was a priest from Argentina, and he founded the Order of Priests first in 1984, and then in 1988, the Sisters. And so we have the same charism and the same, more or less, yeah, often we, we work together in many of our, our missions, um, but we're different communities, different orders, but the same, same founder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was it, um, you know, when you're discerning and you, you, I know you said you came out of Benedict and you've been a, a sister mm-hmm. in the religious life for 14 years, but how mm-hmm. did you, and I, I, I don't know that you've said this specifically, forgive me if you did, but how did you pick yeah, that particular okay. order? What, what attracted you to that, to the Institute? Um, yeah, uh, that's a great, great question because when I, when I initially felt the call, um, I, I was, I was convicted that I was called to religious life, but it was very, it was a challenge and, and kind of overwhelming um, to really know where, because I, you know, if he calls us to religious life, he calls us to a specific community. Yeah. Um, and so what attracted me, I think more than anything, um, was the missionary spirit and which um, I find within our religious family and the, the love for the Eucharist. And so that was something that, drew me from from the beginning yeah and i know we're going to talk about the school here in a moment but i want to thank you because i grew up at saint patrick parish in dallas and i I still remember if i think of saint patrick parish in dallas i think of sister laura who was the principal at the time and this was a long time ago back in the early 80s uh but that 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 presence of religious sisters on campus made a big difference to me and i think a, a lot of students and it's yeah. not, uh, you know, as you know, it's not real common these days, is it? No. I mean, we, we definitely need to pray for vocations, um, for sure, and and really pray for the fidelity of those in religious life as well, that we can really be um, good examples of, of religious life to, to really point all the souls entrusted to our care to, to Christ. So, and we, we hope to be able to do that within our, our school and, and the apostolates that we serve. Yeah. So before we talk about the school, let's talk about the parish. And we already talked about the priests that run the parish. And yeah. it's, uh, it's in Dallas. I think I've probably only personally been there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I came and visited with a pastor there one time. But tell us about okay. the location and kind of some of the things that make the parish unique. Okay. So we, we are in East Dallas. Um, we're kind of tucked in a neighborhood, um, Pasalina neighborhood. So we're very close to the White Rock Lake uh, as well as the Arboretum. And so, yeah, it's a, a quiet little neighborhood and little environment. Um, the parish itself is small, I think, compared to other parishes in, in Dallas. We have about 1,500 families. Um, what's really beautiful, I think unique about us is that we're a very multicultural community. We have a very vibrant uh, Hispanic community. Um, and we have a growing number of young families that are, are finding their home at St. Bernard's, which is, which is beautiful to see. Um, 
we have um, something every single night. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> there's lots of activity. Yeah. Um, and actually the fathers themselves, they, they have started a family night um, for the intention of providing formation for, for families and also a moment for, for fun. So they have activities for all age levels um, and then uh, a talk for, for adults in the evening every Friday, Friday night. So. You know, it's interesting. Um, it says uh, on the website, I, the St. Bernard of Clairvaux Church and School were built in 1948. And the mm-hmm. elementary school, it says, opened with 115 students and three nuns. <laughs> and that funny? Yeah, I know. And uh, yeah. do you, I'm sure you do. You have more than 115 students now, or how many? How many are we there do. now? We do. We do. Now we're 145. Oh, so we're okay. 145. Yes. Oh. So, but I I can't imagine three sisters, six grades. Now, granted, they also obviously had lay teachers as well, but so they had six grades of 115 students. So that is quite impressive. Yeah. And you're, and you're, you're blessed because, uh, you know, all kids are great, but man, first graders, mm-hmm. those are like, the, they're, they're like the cutest kids. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, as they get older, they get a little more challenging in school. But uh, so what does it mean to be a homeroom uh, first grade to you? What does that mean? Well, um, I teach all subjects uh, for first grade. Okay. So, and, and this year it's, um, I'm also able to teach, Religion for second grade as our preparation for first reconciliation and first communion, um, but yeah, I I am the first grade teacher. Okay, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. And also campus ministry. Tell us about that role. Um, well, I'm I'm able to assist the the principal in providing opportunities to really deepen our Catholic identity to allow it to to really penetrate in all aspects um, of school life. Um, I also help to oversee the preparation for the sacraments. Um, myself, along with another sister, Sister Velotea, who teaches the eighth grade religion um, for confirmation. And yeah, allowing the, the faith to be a visible, to be an active, to be a very present um, uh, within our daily daily life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I always, whenever I talk to a principal of a school or anybody associated with a Catholic school, I, I love to talk about Catholic identity because, mm-hmm. you know, with all the competition and charter schools and, you know, you know, some of the public schools are, you know, good academically and all that. It's like the thing that the Catholic schools can do to stand out is Catholic identity because no exactly. charter school, you know, yeah. great hearts or founders is not going to say we're overtly exactly. Catholic and we're going to have right. a Bible study. I mean, so, so how do you, how do you do that? That's a, that's a real big responsibility yeah. at the school. Sure. Sure. Well, I think, I mean, first of all, I have to say it's not only my responsibility. I have to yeah. say that it is, it is every single person's responsibility at our school from our pastor all the way down to uh, our aides, you know, or any anyone who takes part um, in, in implementing the mission of our school. Um, but I think first and foremost, we have to understand that it can never be just a part of the school. If it's if it's in a part, if it's in a box, it will not work because it's not authentic. Um, and so, Catholic identity has to be something that is first and foremost a, something that is 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 witnessed so that we take on our own Catholic identity and we ourselves are faithful to what it is that God is asking us as baptized Catholics 
to to really impart the mission that we have been we have received from our baptism, but in the specific role um, of educating the souls that are entrusted to our care. Yeah. Um, so it can't be something that's oh yeah it's only in religion class or oh no it's just on when we have our school mass once a week. But it has to be something that's in our conversations. It has to be something that is the thread that goes across every aspect and something that I find to be very um, like a, an opportune moment is one when they're pl- when the children are playing, when they're having a lot of fun because they need to associate that joy with the love of God. Um, and then the, another aspect is that they have to be able to recognize that um, their faith is something that is in response to the, to the love that they have received. So first and foremost, knowing that they are loved, but also recognizing that they have their part to return that love and gratitude um, with the work that they're doing and the habits that they're, that they're working on, their will to maybe have to do something that they don't want to do. I mean, it's, it's all encompassed in our faith. It has to be. Yeah. Amen. Mother Servant of the Cross from St. Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic School is my guest. We've got a few more minutes uh, remaining okay. with her. The website, stbernardccs.org. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's what I, I took. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. stbernardccs.org. The parish mm-hmm. website is even easier to remember. It's sp, <laughs> spdallas.org, sb. B as in Bernard, Dallas.org is the parish website. And uh, I'm pretty sure I've met Lori Senecal. She's the, she's the yes. current principal, right? Yes, she is. Okay. Uh-huh. And okay. so tell us about the open house. It's going to be this uh-huh. Sunday at the school, 1215 to 3 p.m. Uh, what will people mm-hmm. experience if they come out on Sunday? Well, um, well, I guess first to also note that it is, it is immediately following our 11 o'clock English Mass. Okay. So the teachers and the principal will all be present in that school Mass, so the students will also be participating as lectors and, and altar servers, and then we'll, we'll head on to the school. And it's, it's to be a moment for people to be able to receive a tour from a parent or a current student, um, to be able to stop by the different classrooms, to see our campus, to to have firsthand little conversations about the environment in which we have um, here at St. Bernard's and and what we're all about. It's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. So just show up. They they don't need to register mm-hmm. anything. They just show nope. up after the well, mm-hmm. the eleven o'clock mass, like you mentioned. Uh, we'll roll mm-hmm. right into the open house. The address is uh, fourteen twenty Old Gate Lane in Dallas. 75218. Uh, we're talking about St. Bernard of Clairvaux Catholic School in Dallas. And that is a beautiful part of town. I, that, that whole White Rock Lake area is yeah. uh, so nice. And I have some friends that uh, are, are, are parishioners there, like the Pelletiers and my, our, okay. our dear friend Olivia Franklin, one of our super volunteers. Uh, she goes Yay. there as well. Uh, you got to know Olivia. I mean, if you to meet Olivia oh, once, you know Olivia because uh, she's <laughs> she's got a she's got a big personality and a wonderful lady. Um, oh, so so if Beautiful. anybody would like to have a tour, um, you know, even outside of what's going on Sunday, can they can they contact sure. uh, Lori or what should what should they do? Yes, um, well, on our website and also Facebook, we have a very active Facebook. Um, is the the number for the office, and they can just call to schedule an appointment. They have tours daily, and whether it's Miss Cynical giving the tour or someone in our office, 
um, we're happy happy to receive anybody, even if it's a, a drop in. <laughs> All right, and uh, this may not be in your area, but uh, financial mm-hmm. aid, people saying, mm-hmm. "Gosh, I'd like to go to a Catholic school. I just mm-hmm. can't afford it." I'm sure that's on the yeah. table, right? If people want to oh, talk, very talk much to, so. okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's something that uh, we work very tirelessly to make sure that the that St. Bernard's can be available to anyone. So, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, Mother Servant of the Cross, it's uh, really been a joy talking to you. I appreciate your time today. Is well, Before you, we let you go, is there anything else? Uh, I always say I don't want anybody getting off the interview and saying, gosh, I wish you had asked me this. Is, is there <laughs> anything else that you'd like to brag about the school or the church uh, before we, we close out? Um. Well, I just say you got to come and see us. So okay. to meet our priests and to meet our community. And I think a lot of times that people tell us, they just say we, when they come, they just feel very much welcomed and they feel the family environment. And that's what we're, we're really going for. Yeah. Praise God. Well, thank you so yeah. much. Great to talk with you. And I hope many of our listeners will, if nothing else, check out the websites, the school and the parish. And if you are thinking of, you know, transferring your child for the spring semester, or maybe you're looking at 2024, uh, it's worth a, a visit and at least check out the, the school and, and go for that 11 o'clock mass and check out the parish as well. Um, Mother Servant of the Cross, thank you very much. Nice speaking with you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, okay, certainly. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, that was a cool conversation. Uh, I like, you know, we talk so, so often to priests and I've interviewed so many priests and seminarians and I enjoy every single time I do it. Haven't interviewed as many uh, women religious. And I think that's a very important voice to, to, to get out there because without the women religious, without the, the, the cloistered nuns, I mean, the, the, the church would just not, would, would not be able to operate as it does. No, we would not have all the prayers that we need yeah. <laughs> and all the work that's being done with the schools and, and the homeless or the ones who, people who need it the most. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one thing we did not talk about at the beginning of the program, we talked about what we did last weekend and there was a lot, <laughs> but there are some things going on this weekend yeah. as well. This week too. Uh, don't we have a live remote tomorrow? Um, yes, yes. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Okay, let, let's, uh, let's go in order here. So t- tomorrow there's a, um, okay, gosh. But there's a Catholic Foundation unveiling at the, the Art Plaza tomorrow, too. Yes, yes. That's at 10 o'clock. Well, it's all tomorrow. Dang. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so they, at the, down at the, what do they call it? The Art, the art Plaza? The Art on the, the Plaza event. For, so yeah. it's the plaza that's right behind the cathedral of Bar de Guadalupe, which, by the way, do you hear, Dave, about it being named a national shrine? Yeah. Super yeah, that's exciting. Right. Oh, so thank you be- yeah, for pointing that out. I think we do we have a, I think we may have a spot running congratulating them about that. That's a big deal, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is a very big deal. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. And I'd, I'd like to get uh, maybe Katie Kaiser or maybe somebody from the cathedral to, to come on and talk Say about how exactly that all what happened that, yeah yeah what is that what does that mean but it is a, a national shrine a national what is it now? it's a national shrine okay national shrine and that, yeah that's a that's a real you know feather in the cap for the, the dallas diocese so that's awesome so yeah tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock tuesday um i i know are you going to the the, yes. the catholic foundation thing and then we're going to go immediately to do a live remote at noon yes at st <laughs> Raphael retreat center in dallas yeah i'm so excited about that i'm very excited too and i've uh, never been there before so i'm excited to see it yeah they're gonna give us lunch too 
Oh, I'm really excited coming now. Back to food. Oh, man. <laughs> really, really excited. Again, if you just bribe us with food, we'll go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll Somebody said, there. hey, how can we get you out? Just bring, bring <laughs> Leave food. a trail of food to your location and we'll yeah. be there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's going to be at the St. Raphael Retreat Center. Alondra Delara, who was formerly with our Spanish station here, is the one that uh, worked that out. So that's going to be awesome. And then Wednesday... Uh, there is a Catholic Foundation award ceremony. So the grant ceremony, the grant ceremony, yeah, right? Yeah, grant ceremony. Is that going to be up in, uh, I think it's like, uh, it's in Collin County. Like, is it St. Francis Frisco or it's somewhere up north? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I haven't yeah. looked at it recently. Yeah, so that, that's, you know, that's mostly for people who are getting the grants. I mean, sure. we go because we cover it and we, but I, I don't know if it's a spectator sport necessarily, but I'm sure the Catholic Foundation would welcome anybody that wants to come out. Uh, so we'll be reporting on that and congratulating all the different apostolates that are being blessed by the Catholic Foundation. And then let's see what else. Um, Saturday, there is a, um, oh gosh, it's going to be a, 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 a an event. We have, we have, is it the Holy Trinity? Yeah, uh, Holy Trinity. Catholic School Festival, and we're going to have a booth at that one. Yeah. Our volunteer, Joseph, is going to be doing that along with possibly a few other people as yeah, well. Yeah. So if you want to stop by and we have some, we'll have some freebies and things at the table. So make sure you stop by and see us, mm-hmm. uh, one of our volunteers. It's going to be there. And then we also have parish talks, don't we? Yeah, parish talks at St. Uh, Paul Parish in Richardson, um, and that's uh, Father Stakowski is mm-hmm. the pastor there. And is so, that there Paul Palooza uh, this week? Paula Palooza this Palooza? weekend as well. Yeah, what yeah. a great name! It's a great name. <laughs> yeah, almost as good as the clairvoyance. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you know who, who texted me that? It's Scott, it was, Scott Rogie. No, no, no really? good, good guess. It actually was my brother-in-law. Oh, uh, yeah. He's got uh, he's got yeah, a good he's pretty, sense pretty, of humor. Pretty, pretty clever. That's yeah. pretty great. Honestly, that might be one of my questions now. I have to ask uh, Saint Bernard when I, you know. Get to meet him one day. Just be like, excuse me. <laughs> Did you ever consider you gotta clairvoyance? <laughs> make sure you get to heaven because yes. we know we know that's these why, there. That's why because I have a list of yeah. questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that, that makes me think about a whole lot of things. But, uh, that, that, no, but let's just try to get to heaven, okay? And that's the great way to close out the show because that is the mission of Catholic Radio. Toya and everybody always says we're trying to populate heaven. We're trying to uh, provide you good information about holiness, about our faith that uh, is going to lead you to uh, uh, hopefully a life of virtue and goodness. And we'll all get to heaven one day and we'll say, wow, we're here. <laughs> we're, we're St. Bernard. Yeah. We got to ask him. Uh, how do you pronounce your name? <laughs> Those okay. are the two questions we'll ask. And real quick, since you brought up uh, the whole Guadalupe radio network again, um, I did on our local Facebook groups. So I'm going to do a little quick plug for that. Oh, yeah, Cause you. I haven't talked about it in a minute. We have a local Facebook group because um, the Guadalupe radio network is spread across 45 stations. So to try to make sure, that you see the most pertinent information for your area. Definitely like the main Guadalupe Radio Network page because you find out great information there too. But if you want to join our Facebook group, GRNDFW, it's a public group that you can join. You can post in about your events. We update things and get do pictures from behind the scenes of live remotes. And I just posted the picture of the Guadalupe Radio Network at the conference. Mm-hmm. So yeah. go check that out, GRNDFW on Facebook. One of the cool things, real quickly, I know we got to finish. Uh, we want to meet uh, David Anders on time, but uh, David Anders was there. Yep. We had uh, lunch one day. Me and uh, uh, I don't think I don't think you were at the table. Correct me if I'm wrong. It'd be kind of embarrassing that I didn't notice you at the table. <laughs> but when Deacon Harrowbrook Sivers, no, I was not at the okay, table with Deacon yeah, Harrowbrook Sivers. Uh, so He's I'm, awesome, though. So I'm going through the line with Deacon Harrowbrook Sivers talking to him, and then you know, as I go to my table, he's you know following, and I said, "Would you like to eat with us?" And so it was me and about. 
uh, six or seven people from the GRN and, and Deacon Harrowbrook Sivers, you know, just having having lunch. And, I didn't get invited to that table. No, no, we, we specifically <laughs> tried to find a table, you know, that, no, would, that wouldn't no, fit no, me. No, it was no. good. And of course, Dr. Ray and Johnette oh, and Jack Williams got and, to do a go to a live tape, a live record. Um, show of uh, Father Mitch Pacwa live. Yeah, yeah, got to be that. in the audience. I, By the way, I really thought that entire time that I had a great expression on my face of really just listening and but not too over the top. And my sisters, my, No, but I, but I thought, you know, you're trying to you're like, I'm on TV, yeah. I gotta look good. And my sister sent a picture and I looked miserable and I don't know what, I, I don't know what the disconnect between my brain oh, and my yeah. it was very comical though. She was teasing me a lot. She's like, wow, good See, job. I kept looking over at the monitor and so the, 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 the <laughs> camera was like the back of my head. You're, right. you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed right. to look ahead. So. <laughs> All right, Sissel's kicking me off the air. The, yep. new, the music is starting. She's saying, hey, be quiet. <laughs> you didn't have to let it slip that it was me doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. Please email us. Let us know what's going on. Let us know what's going on. KTH at grnonline.com. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show.